Hey, good morning, Northview. How are we doing today? Hey, good. A couple of you are awake. That's good. Uh, as James said, we are streaming. The first time we've streamed second service. Uh, but that's because we have baptisms today. We want to be able to allow uh, those that can't be here or those that are here that want to be able to relive this moment later as a family that chance to be able to do so. So we are live uh, this morning, which is super cool. Well, welcome. We are coming out of a really incredible season as a church. We just wrapped up uh, Easter last week, an incredible time uh, together, taking three weeks or three services for Palm Sunday, Good Friday, and Easter Sunday to talk about Jesus and his worthiness to be able to worship and praise him together. Uh, and this morning, we get, get to continue that feeling of celebration, that feeling of life uh, as we get to celebrate, as Esther said, five baptisms during this service, which is absolutely incredible and very exciting. I want you to think about this morning uh, as a family party, as a family celebration. You being here, you are absolutely invited, whether you're in person or online. We want you to be a part of this morning. Because today is important. It's not just important for the, the individuals getting baptized, but it's important for us as a church body. My name's Rob, and I'm the student ministry director here uh, at Northview. I get to work with our middle school and high school students. It's absolutely uh, incredible. And this morning is especially impactful because of the 10 baptisms that we've, we, we will have had after a little bit. Nine of them are members of our student ministry, which is absolutely incredible, many of whom uh, I have had the honor of knowing my entire eight years here at Northview. I, I was telling Anthony uh, Cook during first service, I was tearing up a little bit, remembering him in fifth grade when I started here. And uh, he's getting ready to graduate and head off to, to GCU in the fall. And here I am getting to baptize him after uh, nearly a decade together. It's absolutely incredible. Uh, I want to give uh, one important shout out. This should, this should always be done. Uh, right over there is my lovely wife, Amanda, uh, and our son, Jackson. He's playing with the chairs because that's what you do. Um, he's going to be eight months old tomorrow, which is absolutely incredible. He's loving life. He's got his first couple teeth coming in, and he's just happy as can be back there. If you heard him during worship, you might hear him during service. That's cool. Uh, he just was trying to sing along this morning, uh, which is wonderful. Uh, Facebook reminded me this morning that one year ago today, uh, we announced that we were having a boy. Uh, and that's just is super cool to think about the last year. We found out we were uh, pregnant with Jackson in December of 2019, uh, right before heading to a big family Christmas party. And man, that's awkward. Because you're not telling them yet, and everyone's like, so when are the kids on the way? And you're like, oh, Merry Christmas, let's change the subject. Uh, and uh, got to welcome him in August 12th, a couple weeks early. Uh, he made a surprise guest appearance, and now he's been with us almost eight months, which is absolutely incredible. Uh, for, for Amanda and I, the last year plus since December 19, obviously incredibly life-changing. For those of you with kids, finding out they're on the way changes your life. Uh, and it, it brought a lot of joy. It, it has really brought our family together, both sides of our family connecting and, and getting to see our parents as grandparents, getting to see uh, our best friends and our community as, as pseudo aunts and uncles, to see you guys rallying around and, and taking interest in him uh, is incredible. And it's made the last year truly a blessing uh, in, in our little family. But we're also very aware that for many families, the last year was not a blessing. That for many families, the last year, 14 months or so, was incredibly difficult. Uh, and just so you know, just because we post happy pictures with him or share the blessing, it's not always been, been smiles at, at, our, at our home either. But I think for many of us, myself included, 
over the last year, it was hard. There were times with everything going on of, of shifting online, of not being able to see friends and family, of, of all sorts of things, really wondering for me, and I, I bet I wasn't alone, wondering, God, where are you? In the midst of this craziness and this uncertainty, are, are you here? Are you part of this? What, what's going on? What am I supposed to do? And then we have a morning like this morning. And this morning we get a powerful reminder that, that over the last year, even when maybe it seemed like God was being silent to us or, or things were confusing and we just wondered when he would step in and intervene, that, that the Holy Spirit has been active, has been alive in the lives of those that are sitting right around you. Amen. And that not just was the Holy Spirit alive and active, but people were responding. And this morning, we get to celebrate that. We get to celebrate that after everything the last year threw at us, we have men and women, teenagers and adults from our very own church family saying, I'm gonna declare my faith in Jesus Christ. And that's what we get to do here this morning, and that is absolutely incredible. And I haven't cried yet, but we'll see what happens. There's a good chance of it. Before we get to uh, the main event, if you want to call it that, I think it's important to lay a little bit of foundation and framework for, for how we got here and how these individuals this morning and during first service got here. Uh, and really the question of why does this matter to us uh, as a church body? You're all here, but why? And I want to dial it back just a little step uh, to, this, to this community, to this fellowship, this building that we call Northview. Uh, and I want to look at the mission of Northview. Now I'll I, uh, my undergraduate was a business degree, so for me, if any of you business guys out there, a mission statement, you're like, yeah, I can get behind a mission statement. This is awesome. Uh, and you may have seen it online or it's in the lobby on the wall, uh, but I want to share with you Northview's mission statement. We can start to see how something like this morning connects. And so we have up there, Northview Community Church is committed to encouraging people to become more like Jesus by celebrating God, serving one another, and sharing God's love with our world. The focus of that, as we look at that mission statement, the focus is an encouragement for people to be more like Jesus. And then the subsequent three actions of, of celebrating, serving, and sharing are a result of being more like Jesus. Here at Northview, we want to see lives changed. We think that when we're left to ourselves, our fallen, sinful, selfish human selves, we, we can't do it. But as we become more like Jesus, as the author of Hebrews says, the author and perfecter of our faith, as we become more like him and less like us, that's when we experience life change. And that's when we get to experience something like this morning. We recognize that as individuals, we're fallen and sinful, but in Jesus, there's hope, there's salvation, there's grace, and there's life both now and everlasting eternal. Yes, I'm a little bit of a poster boy for Northview but I also can't think of a better mission, not just for a church, but for a group of people who claim to love and follow Jesus. Now, like I shared that this morning, many of the baptisms are students in our very own student ministry. And I wanted to share a little insight into what goes on with that. And I wanted to connect it with Northview and our student ministry by sharing the mission of Northview student ministries. And you can see it up there, it's very similar creating lifelong disciples of Jesus who are engaged with the scriptures and committed to celebrating God, serving others, and sharing Jesus. In student ministries, my goal, Zeb, our middle school director, and all of our small group leaders, 
our goal is to see students enter into a personal relationship with Jesus. That we get to set up a place that is safe and welcoming for them to come in and explore, to ask big questions, to check things out, to, to engage with the scriptures like never before, to not just understand Jesus in, in, in a hypothetical sense, to not just get the academic knowledge of, of a class and be able to write, recite off facts, but to really know Jesus, to be able to know him personally. Yes, to know the theology of Christianity, but also that personal relationship element. Now, if you're not connected with student ministries, or for some of you, if it's been a while because your kids have graduated out of the program, we have a lot of uh, alumni families here today, which is always super cool. Uh, we do this in a variety of ways. One way is uh, generally on Sundays, we're up in the youth room with middle school during first service and high school during second service, uh, teaching, walking through scripture, walking through uh, big topics together. Obviously, our middle school and high school students are here with us this morning, celebrating and, and cheering on their friends. Uh, we also lean heavily into our midweek program. High school meets here on Tuesdays and middle school meets on Thursdays. And that's small group focus. We have fun and and, and play games and embarrass each other a little bit at the beginning. And that's all good. That's part of being friends. Uh, but really, a large part of it is that community group focus, being able to walk through life together. Uh, we have an incredible group of, of individuals here at our church. Many of them are sitting next to you that invest in our teenagers. Uh, many of them start serving with a group when they enter student ministry in sixth grade and go up every year with them until that group graduates out. And when you begin to have those years, two, three, four, seven years of life on life together, of being able to navigate the scriptures and, and share Jesus on a personal level, life change happens. And it's incredible. We also have a variety of events and retreats. We have summer camp coming up, shameless plug. Summer camp signups are open. If you have a middle school or high school student that's actually starting in fifth grade, because it's as of the fall, fifth through 12th grade, get them signed up. If you're a procrastinator, I'm sorry, but spots are filling up very, very quickly. And I really don't want to leave you behind. There's only so much I can do. So sign up today. But we do all these different things to provide a fun and safe environment for students to explore Jesus. For them to be able to see from their leaders, what is someone who pursues Jesus? What, what does that look like? Who is this person? And if you want to talk more about student ministry, myself or Zeb or any of our leaders would, would love to dialogue with you. But when we look at both of these, I think there's a question that pops up. And I've use this word a couple times, but what does it mean to be a disciple of Jesus? It's like, okay, student ministry guy, sure, you want to make disciples of Jesus. What does that mean? I have two main elements to what I think it means to be a disciple of Jesus, and this is not just for the middle school and high school student. This is for all of us. The first is that to be a disciple is to follow the teachings of Jesus. I think this is the core. Jesus himself teaches on this, and I, I tend, when I read scripture, and Jesus is teaching about something, it's probably a good idea to follow it. Well, when Jesus is teaching us to follow his teachings and, and, and emphasizes that, that's even more important. The Gospel of John uh, records the teachings of Jesus and this importance on following his commands. And you can see it up there of, of Jesus saying, hey, if you love me, if you claim to be one of mine, you're going to follow my way. You're going to follow what I have taught you. You're going to follow what I command you. If we love Jesus we will follow what he has asked of us. The Bible teaches that when we do this, when we engage in this obedience, it actually produces joy. And yes, it often remain, or requires us to live, act, think, talk, and love differently than the world around us. 
And that's a very good thing. It's good to be different than the culture if that different is living the way of Jesus. Because disciples follow their master's instructions. So to claim to be a follower of Jesus involves following him, seeking him out, spending time in the word. You want to follow Jesus, it's important to read his scripture that he has provided us. Here's how to follow my way and take it in. The second element to being a disciple of Jesus is to follow his example. So we have follow his teaching and follow his example. Uh, in 1 John, it's recorded that whoever claims to live in him, him being Jesus, must live as Jesus did. John's saying, yes, it's important to know the way of Jesus. It's important to know the teachings of Jesus. But now go do it. If we claim to follow him, we must emulate his life, to take his example and use it in our own life and to share him with other people. This includes being obedient to what God calls us to do, what God calls us to be, where God calls us to live, and what he calls us to engage in. It includes placing the needs of others over the needs of myself, loving the lost, serving the poor, and so much more as we, as we study the life of Jesus. To follow him is to act like him. But just like knowing him, we have to understand his word. If we're serious about being a disciple of Jesus, it involves being in Scripture. As I was working through this over the last couple of weeks, I, I realized as we're talking about baptisms today and, and what it means to be a disciple of Jesus, that the act of baptism itself is really a combination of following his teachings and following his examples. So this morning, uh, all 10 of you that are getting baptized, it's really being a disciple of Jesus. You're living it out this morning. Jesus demonstrated that baptism is something that should be practiced by those who have confessed faith, faith in him. I want to walk through a couple things. I pulled out just a few points from scripture uh, and from here at Northview that I just want to provide you a little insight as we're getting ready to baptize some people. Let's, let's get on the same page. There's more information available in the lobby. There's some handouts about baptism and Northview stance on and the scriptures that support that. Uh, if you want to talk more about that, I'd love to have that conversation with you as would uh, anybody on staff or like James said, you can fill out one of the forms online and we can connect that way. But I've got just a couple points about what baptism is. And the first is it's a sign of a personal confession of faith. The Bible teaches pretty clearly that following a confession of faith in Jesus, an acknowledgement of, of my own fallen, sinful self in need of a Savior, and a receiving of the grace and mercy of Jesus as that Savior and a desire to live His way, that baptism should follow. Because baptism is a outward reflection of, of a changed inward reality from that confession of faith. This idea of confession is to come under the authority of God, to recognize my own sin, my own disobedience, and to express a repentant heart, understanding the grace and mercy of Jesus, and that his way is the only way to live, both here in the physical and forever in the eternal. One of the things we talked about during our Easter service was the worthiness of Jesus to declare a confession of faith in him is to say you are worthy. You are worthy. Baptism is reserved for those who have been born again of God's spirit. It's for Christ followers and it's an important step in following him. We here at Northview think that we take that and we believe that if baptism is to follow a confession of faith, then one must be of an age where you can make that decision of faith. So you won't uh, see us, we're, we're not baptizing um, infants here this morning because we believe that a personal declaration of faith comes at a, 
at an age and mental maturity of being able to understand who Jesus is and accept him as a personal savior. We do dedicate. So at some point, Amanda and I have been talking about, we want to bring Jackson up here, just like we see all through the scriptures, and, and, and dedicate Jackson uh, to the Lord in front of you as our witnesses to, ra- to, to raise him according to God's way. But we won't baptize him. I can't think about Jackson getting baptized because every time I think about him being old enough to accept Jesus and get baptized, I start to cry. Uh, this kid has done something to me and my emotions, and I love it. Uh, this morning, you will hear in testimonies that each person has, has made a declaration of faith in Jesus, and I want to uh, validate that through different conversations and knowing this incredible group. Uh, the second element of baptism for us uh, is it's a symbolic association of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. Now, there's nothing, uh, I, I tell people, there's nothing special about the water that we use here. It's, there's a spigot in the wall there. We run a hose and we fill it up. Uh, but it's a symbol. It's an incredibly powerful symbol because if we're following Jesus and his life, death, and resurrection that we celebrated just a couple weeks ago through the Easter season, uh, the act of baptism is symbolic of that, of, of death to our old sinful self and a raising again, a new life born in Jesus, the washing away of our old way of living, this powerful symbol that we get to experience, one of the oldest and most powerful in the Christian faith. Uh, the third element of baptism uh, is, I, I like to view it as a commissioning by the church. Jesus himself was baptized, uh, which again, if we're talking about a disciple of Jesus, an element of that is following his example. He himself was baptized. You can read that in the gospel accounts. He was baptized uh, by his cousin, John. And Jesus was baptized at the start of his earthly ministry. He was born as we celebrate uh, at Christmas as a baby, grew uh, in wisdom and stature, learning uh, really the human condition, stepping out of heaven into our mess. Thank goodness for him and his love for us. Holy cow. Uh, and then at the start of his ministry, around the age of what we would traditionally say is 30, uh, paving the way to the cross, Jesus was baptized at the beginning of his ministry. And the same is true for believers today that get baptized. Is It's a commissioning. It's a stepping forward in a life dedicated of missions and ministry, no matter the context, no matter the setting, but stepping out to say, I'm going to serve and represent Jesus wherever I go, and I'm going to tell people about him. So while it's an element of commissioning from a body of believers, the divine commissioning that Jesus experienced is still true. Uh, For most of the people getting baptized today, out of the 10, for six of them, this idea of commissioning is very tangible because six of the students getting baptized today are joining myself, Shannon Fallon, and, and Melissa Wagner as we head to Mexico this July. And these students want to use this baptism time as a way of saying, I'm stepping forward. I want to be commissioned by Jesus, by my church for this mission mission trip as a launching point for a life of service in partnership with the kingdom of God. And that's absolutely an incredible celebration in itself. I want to say on a side, thank you to you as a church. As we've been fundraising and and seeking money uh, for our trip, you guys have been just ridiculously generous and a huge blessing. Uh, In addition to thank you for trusting me enough to take your kids to Mexico. Uh, It's going to be great. I I will talk more about that another time. We're incredibly excited. Uh, We'll have a full report when we get back. The the fourth and final element of baptism for me is it's a demonstration of the impact of community and discipleship. We're bringing it all back around and back together. Now, this isn't uh, necessarily 
a biblical teaching related to baptism, but we see it throughout the scriptures, this community aspect. And we get to experience that here this morning. Now, there are stories in the Bible, and there's probably stories in our lives of the act of baptism more one-on-one following confession of faith, and that's a, a beautiful and incredible thing. But by gathering this morning, we get to experience the community side of that. That as we talk about students being discipled, you all have had a part to play in that. And I want to give a special shout out, not credit because the credit goes to Jesus, but really just a special shout out to our incredible student ministry team that has poured into the lives of so many of these students over the years. Each person coming up here this morning is here because of their own personal decision to follow Jesus and as an evidence of this incredible community that they get to be part of. As we celebrate I want to thank you again for positively impacting these students uh, and and others getting baptized. So that that brings us all back around. I I don't want to get too far off. Um, So baptism this morning is what we get to celebrate. Uh, A little bit of kind of housekeeping, if you will, of of how it's going to go. You're going to be introduced um, to each person via a video testimony. So over the last couple weeks, I've been able to meet with everyone, talk through this, be able to record them sharing. uh, And we're we're going to share that with you this morning. Now, as we can all imagine... In a two or three minute video, we can't get a glimpse of the whole person. We can't truly understand their full walk with Jesus. This is an introduction. This is a snapshot for you to see a little bit of insight as to why they're choosing to get baptized. And I want to encourage you, if there's something you hear that resonates with you, if you're curious about something, when we're done this morning, go, go talk to them. Adults, it's okay to, to talk to the teenagers, all right? Teenagers, if, they, if adults come up and talk to you, it's good. You're, do, you're doing it right. While the video plays, I want to invite uh, the family of that participant to come up and join me over here on this side of the stage. We'll get um, our baptizee situated, and we'll be able to walk through that together. Uh, and obviously, as we've mentioned a couple times, we haven't been able, we weren't able to do everybody in one service. I thought, you know, 10 baptism, that's awesome. That would make for, if we did that in one service, that service would be awesome. That would be super cool. And it'd be kind of lame for the other service of like, hey, look at what you, all the stuff you missed out on. Um, but that's one of the reasons why we stream both. So you can go back. I want to encourage you, uh, if you're here in person or online and have only tuned in for, for this service, go back and check out the other service. You can skip through me talking. That's fine. I won't be offended. Uh, and, and check out the baptisms. But we, I want to share with you, uh, here are the five that got baptized during first service. Very exciting uh, for all of them. Three of them are on the Mexico team, which is super cool. Uh, we also had Katrina's husband, Caleb, baptize Sydney and Adelaide. Uh, which is incredible. I, I'm going to just tease it. Go watch it online and hear the reason why he was part of that. Um, but again, these are students that I've had the pleasure of knowing. Anthony, like I mentioned, since fifth grade and get the chance to baptize him this morning. So with that, we're going to shift to the celebration this service. Um, again, we'll show a video. Baptizee, when you see your video being played, go ahead and come up. Family that want to come and join, uh, come and join up here. We'll baptize and then we'll pray together. Um, as a family. This first video uh, is special. Uh, I've been working with the Riveras to get Daniela's video together, and they were on vacation, and it wasn't even a second thought. They were like, tell us what you need. We're going to record it. We're going to do it, uh, which is awesome. Love the heart. Thank you uh, for helping me. That's super cool. Uh, so here you go. Check out her story. To me, Jesus is the, not only my creator, but the creator of all things, and he is my savior because he died on the cross for all of our sins. 
Jesus rescued me from the same thing. He rescued all of us, so he rescued me from sin. Um, understanding that he was always in control of things. That it wasn't me or someone else, but it was God that I was in control of all of my life. When I was younger, I was told to get uh, baptized, but I don't think I fully understood what that meant. So now that I'm older, I understand what it means. I think I am at that point of um, my life, uh, especially in my Christian life, that I have fully accepted uh, Jesus as my Savior, and I want to welcome him with open arms. To fully surrender to, to Jesus and God and to show the world, uh, other people, that you have fully surrendered to Jesus and God and you're dedicating your life to him. To give everything to God, your life, soul, um, and understand that he made you, so you are his child and you are um, to give his, your life to him. Not everything will go the way you want it to 100% of the time, but maybe that's because there's something better God has for you ahead. Not only does the Bible tell us how to live our Christ Christian lives, but it also um, like encourages us and walks us through Christian our Christian lives um, with its stories and passages. Hello, I'm Daniela, and today I'm being baptized. All right, hey, give her a hand. That's awesome. And thank you to our our video professional. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Ah, oh, this is exciting. Now, just a couple of questions for you. Have you accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior? Yes. Are you ready to follow him all the days of your life? Yes. Then it's my honor to baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Go ahead and plug your nose. All right, go ahead. All right, Northview family, let's pray together. Oh, Lord, we thank you for Daniela and her family and this desire to be baptized and to step out in you, Lord. Lord, she's a daughter of yours, and I pray that you equip her for stepping out fully in faith. Wherever you lead her in life, Lord, may she represent you. May people see her and be drawn to you. Continue to equip her family, Lord. May you use them in incredible ways. Thank you for allowing them to be here this morning to celebrate with us. In your son's incredible name, amen. Amen. Amen, absolutely. struggled a lot with uh, temptations and all sorts of stuff and um, I see well I see myself falling in temptation and uh, well I, I don't I, I, I want to set a good example for someone like my brother who is starting to grow up and maybe introduced to some things and so I don't want him to see me as someone who is you know weak in the faith and will just easily fall into temptation. I want to 
be a good representation of what a Christ follower should look like. I think the main reason I want to get baptized is because I've been having a lot of situations in where I've been wanting to move closer to God and move closer to a, a relationship where I can walk and serve uh, for God. When Jesus died, like, it was to forgive our sins and um, I think there's a big connection between that and um, baptism as baptism can represent putting one's old sinful um, nature to death and bringing back a new and better version of themselves ready to walk in the footsteps of Christ. I think surrendering to Christ um, means to really uh, assess what you have been doing with your life and make a change in that by devoting everything you do to Christ and by really making it everything you do is for Christ um, and not for yourself. Hey, I'm Brian Endo and today I'm getting baptized. So, if anyone out there has been part of our student ministry for the last few years, um, Brian, I'll be honest, I didn't know that we would be here one day. This is super cool. Uh, Brian and I, and when he was in middle school, was there a lot of, a lot of hallway conversations during youth group, and this has been incredible, and I, I want to attest to some of you that may, may look at Brian as this rambunctious goofball that we all love, um, and I know you would support this. Dude, the last, the last year, this kid's evident of the Holy Spirit working in the life. And it's been incredible to see. Uh, and I'm really, really proud of you. So just to, just to ask you, Brian, have you accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior? Yes, I have. Are you ready to follow him and follow his commands all the days of your life? Yep. All right, Brian, it is my honor to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Plug your nose. <laughs> All right, man. He's still rambunctious, but he loves Jesus, so it's all good. All right, hey, Endo family, let's gather around this young man. Church, let's pray for him. Oh, Jesus, your work in this young man's life is evident. And hearing from his family that he was a motivator to direct the family to you to be engaged with church and scripture this last year, Lord, is, is wonderful. May you reward that, Lord. May you continue to, to bolster him and equip him, Lord. You know the areas that he is seeking to trust you more over himself. May you help him. May you continue to use his community and his leaders to support him, encourage him, Lord, and continue to allow him to grow in you in wisdom and in knowledge. Lord, thank you for his family. Thank you for them being here this morning to celebrate and encourage and to be with him. Amen. Proud of you, brother. The main reason why I wanted to get baptized right now is because I've always been known as the pastor's kid my whole life, so I just wanted to make my faith my own and show people that I'm really following Jesus and I'm not just going off of my parents. Growing up as a pastor's kid definitely uh, helped me from where I am now because even though I didn't necessarily always listen 
I still, when I grew up, knew sort of what the word was and sort of could help me when I was older to make better decisions to get to the point where I am now. To follow Jesus in high school is uh, kind of a bit of a struggle because like people make fun of you all the time. They're like, oh, pastor's boy or like youth, like, like youth group kid. Like they just kind of make fun of you for like following Jesus Christ and sometimes like not doing the things that they do. Like My friend group has definitely played a big significant part in my walk in faith because they keep me in check a lot of the time. If I'm doing something wrong, they'll definitely say, hey, bro, that's not right. And they'll keep me in check and we just talk about faith with each other. Um, I really get excited about and I really love helping out with the kids and even coming early to youth group, helping out youth group, setting it up with all my friends because it's just a nice way to stay in check and help out the church, do whatever I can. Um, the Bible is definitely a huge part in the role of people that are following Jesus because if you don't know the word, it is really hard to uh, trust. It's really hard to stay trusting in God because someone could come around and twist the word and say something else that is along the lines, but they're really trying to use it for their gain. And then you're like, oh, you start following that instead of staying on track with God. So the Bible, reading your Bible is definitely a big part in understanding and trusting God. Uh, baptism to me is more, is not necessarily, it's not the start of your faith, but it's the continuation and declaration of your faith to other people, just showing that you're actually following Jesus one other, one reason why I want to also get baptized is just show my surrenderance to God because surrendering to God is a huge thing in your faith and your walk in Jesus, not being the, my, my dad says always instead of being the king of your heart, like God be the king of your heart. Hey, my name is Matthew Mitchells and I've decided to get baptized today. Yeah, give him a hand. So... Uh, this is especially exciting for you that don't know. This is Pastor Steve's son. Um, Matt's also going on the mission trip this summer, seen him grown in incredible ways uh, through, through his time in the kids' ministry. Now to, ser- like, to looping back and serving in the kids' ministry. It's absolutely incredible. Steve, it's an honor to pass this one off. All right. <laughs> you ready? Matthew James. <laughs> you confess the risen and resurrected Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. What an incredible moment. Church, let's lift them up. Lord, we thank you for Matt and the whole, the whole crew here, Lord. But thank you for this young man, for, for growing up in you, for growing up hearing your word, Lord, uh, not just on a weekly but on a daily basis and now really wanting to step into his own with you. He's thankful for the work of his parents, Lord, for their instruction, and now he's able to step out in full confidence and faith in you, Lord. May you be with him. May he have an incredible impact on those in his life and in his community. May you use him in incredible ways to share your name with others and to welcome them in. Thank you for this moment, Lord. Thank you for a son being baptized by his father. In your son's name, amen. Amen. Um, I want to get baptized because... I finally um, 
went through the process of accepting Jesus into my heart, and I, I felt that this time, rather than doing it as like a three-year-old, I actually understand it. And then I didn't really understand it. I just knew Jesus is um, part of the Trinity and with God and is good. But past that, I didn't know about Jesus. I didn't know that uh, that you need to uh, accept him into your heart. Um, I just kind of said what I was told to be said, and this time I actually say it, and I actually mean it. Giving it all to Jesus, basically, that's, that's kind of a classic answer, but, um, but it's true. It's um, taking all that you've been blessed with in life and saying, there's one person that gave it, gave it to me, and that's God. And we, we didn't just do it on our own. We had to have God's help and just the fact that, well, he created us so that it uh, kind of points towards the fact that uh, we can't really do it on our own. Baptism is um, basically publicizing, hey, I've accepted Jesus uh, as my Lord and Savior into my heart, and I want to show that uh, to the people I know. I want to show that, uh, hey, I did this, this is important. But one person that um, has probably impacted me a lot is probably uh, Ben Russell. He moved away, um, but he led a Bible study that really put things into perspective. And just all the different things that he found, um, once you realize those, it's, it's kind of mind-blowing. If, if you ever think of um, getting baptized, make sure that you rethink the whole process. Are you um, legitimate about it? Is that what um, Jesus is telling you to do right now? And do it sooner than later because who knows what's going to happen and either get you busy, get you distracted, or, or change your life. Who knows what, what. Hey, my name's Toby. I'm getting baptized today. <laughs> awesome. This is a, a big year for Toby, diving in with Jesus. He's all, also waiting back to hear about his, uh, his Eagle Scout paperwork and process, something he and I have in common, so that's been fun to, to talk about. Um, we're going to Mexico together this summer, so this is, Toby, this is a big year for you, man. This is exciting. And I, just, I got a couple questions. They're easy, hopefully. Have you accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior? You ready to step into a life for him and, and follow his commands and ways? Yes. Then Toby, it is my distinct honor to baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We're going to go to uh, the second video. Toby's sister, Gina, is getting baptized as well. So we're going to show her, and we'll pray together as a family. Like, I grew up in a Christian home, and I kind of always knew that I wanted to follow Jesus. And ever since I was, like, five. And I think it kind of became more and more real to me as I got older. Like, I feel like in fourth grade, like, I started to, like, kind of get it. And then, um, like, in middle school, I started... 
like actually reading my Bible and like um, kind of looking into like history and stuff. And I think that's like when it became real to me. To me, Jesus is um, kind of everything. Like um, obviously he's my savior and my protector, my comforter, and kind of just everything that I need. The circumstances that led me to surrendering God's will over my own is, um, I think just after like kind of understanding the Bible more and like reading through it, um, you can kind of see like how God works in people's lives and how his plan is better than theirs. And so I think that kind of helped me to see how that was best in my life too. Um, right now, I think that God is challenging me with um, just like intrusive thoughts and feeling really sad a lot of the time. So just like um, difficult feelings and lies from the enemy. I think that um, what it means to allow the Holy Spirit to work in my life means um, just like listening to God and um, letting the Holy Spirit guide me and kind of make decisions for me when I'm not sure. I think in my next chapter of my life, um, maybe going on to college, I think that I might want to go into the mission field. So I think that God um, might be preparing me for that right now with refining and purifying myself and my character right now. and. Um, overcoming lies and um, feelings so that um, later when I can um, share things about him that I am able to know what is true. I decided to get baptized because I think it's been on my heart for a while to get baptized and I think that's something that God wants me to do to just um, show like to other people that I'm following him. And I think it's significant that I'm doing it right now because I feel like I'm at a spiritual low. So it's kind of saying that even through my spiritual highs and lows, no matter what, I'm following Jesus. Hi, I'm Gina and I'm getting baptized. <laughs>it was probably one of the more smiley interviews that we did. It was so much fun. <laughs> uh, excited for you, Gina. 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 I know these people. It's fine. Gina. Uh, she rounds out the, as the sixth person of this morning that's getting baptized and heading to our uh, Mexico mission trip with us, which is cool, along with Toby, her brother. So just a cool moment. Uh, Gina, have you accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior? Yes. Are you ready to step out into a life for him and live by his commands and share him with other people? Yes. All right, then it's my honor to baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. <laughs> all right hey let's pray for this incredible brother sister duo and their family lord we thank you for toby and gina and what a special moment to be able to to step into this together lord as brother and sister here in high school getting ready to head on a mission trip together this is just an incredible moment Lord, I thank you for the way that they encourage one another, the way they encourage me, and the way that they set an example for 
what a high school student seeking after you can really look like. Help their parents to continue to lead them well, Lord, as you prepare Toby and Gina for whatever may be next. If it's school or the mission field, may you go before them and pave the way, Lord, and may they, may they be obedient to you. Thank you for them, Lord, in your son's name. Amen. Thank you, guys. Oh, that's incredible. So what, what have we witnessed this morning? I think there's one verse in Scripture that really helps to summarize uh, what we have seen here this morning. It comes from Jesus himself. And it's one of the last things that he gave us before he ascended into heaven. And uh, we call it the Great Commission. To go and make disciples of all nations. To baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe everything that Jesus has commanded. With a powerful reminder that Jesus is with us in all and through all. This morning, church, we have seen a fulfilling and a refilling of the Great Commission. We're part of this movement that Jesus started 2,000 years ago. As we see students being baptized, who in turn will go and share his name with other people. As we get to celebrate alongside their parents and leaders who have discipled, discipled them in his way. This is an incredible morning. I want to thank you for being part of our celebration, for allowing us to just completely take over service. I really appreciate it. Again, I want to encourage you to go back and check out uh, the other service so that you can get a full view of this morning's time together. Uh, as we wind down here this morning and the worship team sends us on our way, I invite you to turn any sense of celebration, any sense of praise up to him who sits on heaven's throne. While we got to celebrate people's decisions this morning, this morning is really bringing glory and honor to God. And as you've been sitting this morning, if, if you felt the Holy Spirit prompting you in any way, maybe to, to step into a relationship with Jesus the first time, or to come back around if you've, if you've wandered away, or even you say, hi, I've been tracking and I want to declare my faith and get baptized. We're happy to bring this out uh, any Sunday and celebrate with you. Just let us know. Talk about it with us. Anyone on staff or, again, like James pointed us to the website, you could fill that out online and say, here's my name and email. Hey, I, I want to get baptized. And one of us will reach out and have that conversation with you. We're not meant to do life alone. We celebrated this morning in community. We want to continue that as we head out. Let us give praise and glory to God. Join me in a word of prayer. Jesus, I thank you. I thank you for the evidence of your life this morning, Lord. Evidence of obedience as students and adults turn to you. Lord, as we leave here, may it not just end when the doors close and we get home and life gets back, but may this be the start of something new and incredible. May we look back as a body and see this morning as an incredible catalyst, Lord, as a reminder of your spirit alive and active among us. Thank you for this time. Thank you for these people that could celebrate with us. Be with us as we worship you this morning, Lord. Amen.